Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode number 158. My name is CJ Schrader and with me as always my two balanced co-hosts. First off, we have Jess Dunks. Hey, this is Jess. And Brian Perlin. I'm not, I'm not feeling well. I think I have an inner ear infection. It's throwing off my balance. Uh, no, I got it. You didn't have to follow oh. up. I got it. Oh, okay. Well, it's just, <laughs> I was met with crickets, so, you know. Yeah. Got to sometimes explain it. Because it's I... clearly, it's not, it's clearly that it's not, it's, it's not that the joke's not funny. <laughs> if that can't possibly be it. If no, I could have one it. wish for Judge Cast, it would be a button I could press that would just play crickets. <laughs> Cricket soundboard? Yeah. Like, if I could have one soundboard option, it would be crickets. All right. We have. I feel like you don't really want that that much because you could easily have made this happen. So, no, I'm not going to get into it. But if you guys remember when I cut out of the call mysteriously last week, it's because I was trying to play sound. So, Oh, was that what it was? Yeah. But anyway, we have a very special guest on this week. Is it Blossom? I wish. What's she up to? Oh, she's on Blossom. Big Bang Theory, actually. She's on Big Bang Theory. Um, no, we have the one, the only, Nick Zinnemer. Hello. Hello. I'm Nick Sidemer. Hi. How's it going? Yeah. So, Nick, <clears throat> uh, who are you? Where are you from? I'm Nick Sidemer. You just up? introduced me. Uh, I'm a judge oh, from Roswell, Georgia. <clears throat> um, I've been a judge for about five years. Um, I know all of you guys personally. So, yep. yeah. Is Ros- Roswell's where the aliens are, right? Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of crossover there, actually. The police station gets lots of calls about aliens here. Really? Yeah, because people don't check what state they're calling. It's fun. <laughs> you know, like, look for the Roswell Police Department? Yeah, no, it's, it's literally happened. They get emails and phone calls all the time. Nice. That's amazing. My, yeah, that's pretty good. If I can share an amusing anecdote, my wife uh, ordered a shirt from a political party's website, but I don't want to get political on this show, so I won't <laughs> say which one. But um, ah. they, like didn't respond or anything and they didn't ship it and it's because they thought she was from the country of georgia not the state of georgia seriously <laughs> like how do you make that mistake how did somebody what make that mistake? somebody seriously make that mistake yeah, yeah that's a really good question it's so weird so yep anyway that's fine. huh I'll make political comments after the show ends, though, because <laughs> I can on that. I, I can at least say things. That's like, new and unusual. And just Yes. <laughs> I want to talk after the show. All right. So, Nick, yeah, if you want to hear what we talk about after the show, send nine ninety five to our Patreon. <laughs> that's basically, yeah, that's going to be the price, I think. <laughs> um, we don't have a Patreon. Yeah, I think people know that. So, Nick. Um, yes. Hi. Who certified you as a judge? Uh, I was some schmo in Smyrna. Oh, okay. And tell us, why did you get into judging? Uh, well, I got into judging because I was uh, a player. I used to play uh, weekly FNM at a store in Athens. Um, that store no longer exists as a card store, and part of the reason for that was that it was pretty poorly run. <laughs> um, and I got into judging because I got tired of five-and-a-half to six-hour-long FNMs for four rounds of Swiss. Um so I started to do, um, I started drafting at a local coffee shop, and that was uh, at a time when you could do um, TO work outside of a brick and mortar card shop, which they shut down briefly after I started doing that. Mm-hmm. That I would hold sanctioned drafts at a coffee shop around the corner, and then realized that oh wait, we need actual judges to do this too because things go wrong, and so that's where it started. 
All right. And so you've been you've been uh, an L two for how long now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, two, three years. Been a judge for just over five years. I'm not entirely sure how long I've been an L two. You you certified me, so you might know that too. Uh, I'd say it's about a little less than three years then. That sounds about right. We're really making this look like crazy nepotism. <laughs> it, it is. It does look we we have an like actual that. reason to have Nick on, and that is it's true. <laughs> Well, first off, let's talk about, so you, you work on conferences, right? What is your role there? Uh, I'm the lead of the um, conferences, policies, and guidelines project. Just recently uh, appointed the lead of that project. So that we, sounds fancy. It yeah. sounds more fancy than it really is. Basically, it, it means we um, look at the policy that's already been set for how uh, conferences need to be run, the things that you need to do to be officially supported as a conference, um, and then we kind of match the policies to make sure that it makes sense with what's required for conferences today. Uh, as you may know, the conference system has changed a little bit recently, where many conferences and smaller local conferences have been switched to able to be supported by um, FOILs. And so our current project is to adapt the policy to make that make sense, because it currently doesn't. Okay. So that's the kind of stuff we do on that project. Cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, just many, many conferences in general. I think those are going to go over really well and help a lot of uh, a lot of regions that aren't uh, U.S. based. You know. Well, it's probably. Uh, I think it's going to help regions that are U.S. based. Actually, we have uh, we have a mini conference here in uh, Georgia uh, this coming weekend that yep. I'm looking forward to. Yep. Yeah, and we, we've we've got one. Well, specifically, I was looking at like in I was thinking about like uh, South America and places like that where the judges are so spread out that getting a bunch of them together, getting, you know, like a hundred or whatever, having your two big regional conferences, uh, just actually cut a lot of people out because the regions are so large. Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's actually one of the big challenges of this project is, is adapting policies that make sense globally. Um, obviously most of my experience is in the Southeast. And so I have exposure to the U S system and how conferences work and many conferences work. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but my cat is complaining too, so he may chime in. Well, I just assumed it was CJ's cat. It actually was. Yeah, we did kind of assume. Yeah, it was I tried to lock him out, but he's he's having none of it. So. All right. <laughs> so let's move on to the actual main topic. Is you have a blog? I do have a blog. And the main topic uh, isn't your blog, but it's based on an article you <laughs> wrote. Uh, but let's you're, talk about you're, you're you're really taking the long route there, <laughs> CJ. <laughs> let's talk about conferences. Let's talk about your blog. Yeah. We'll get we're to just, the topic eventually. We're just introducing right. the guest. All right. Yeah, I do some stuff. Um, yeah, so I have a blog. The blog is theelvishfarmer.wordpress.com. Um, basically, it, it's a blog that I started as an outlet to kind of ramble a little bit. I had some stuff that I'd collected over the past five years of judging that I just figured it would be important to get off my chest and just say somewhere. And that's kind of what it started as. But um, it's moved on and evolved a little bit to be the intent of it being to collect best practices from around the judging program and get personal stories from people and hear what they've seen. That's great. So we can kind of lift up um, and get out of the, the near constant negativity. If you get, if you talk to judges a lot, there's a lot of, a lot of salt that you'll hear and there's a lot of negativity that floats around. And so I wanted to use the blog as a way to kind of lift people up and not have it be all negative all the time. So one of, one of the really cool things uh, about the blog is it's, it's every week, um, 
and and that that is something there have been so many people in the program that have tried to do something weekly or biweekly or monthly and fail mm-hmm. and you've done what is it you're up to 21 this week 21 22 yeah really? yep. wow yeah it goes yeah. quick and honestly keeping keeping it weekly has been important because when I actually started it, I, I made a comment that I wanted to do it bi-weekly. And I think if I had done it bi-weekly, I probably would have quit by now. Um, by having it be a constant weekly repetition, it keeps me producing content. And every week I write the, the post for the following week, and then I have a week to edit it and get it together. And that um, is a lot. And it, it you know there is a, a demand there to keep the content flowing, but that demand keeps me moving. And I think if I'd stalled, you know, for a week in between, I might not still be going. So we'll see how long I can keep it up, but it's gone so far. All right. So yeah, that's finally. that's that's really impressive because there there's just not a lot of things in the program that that uh, continue doing that for as long as that has. Right. In fact, you you see a lot of projects, whether it's uh, uh, the articles or. You know, our uh, blogs or projects that are a little more behind the scenes, or even podcasts. You look at JudgeCast when it originally started; it was very, it, it became infrequent. And I think that consistency is very important to these projects. Right. So that's awesome. Right. Even even look at like a project like Judge of the Week. Right. There were there was periods yeah. where it'd be like every three four weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. They're they're back on. They're back on. But there was there was a period of time where it was like Judge of the month <laughs> yeah yep okay well let's move into the main topic because i'm already going to get two complaints on reddit about this oh uh, sure yeah. on the intro so uh what we wanted to talk about was uh what's the best way to term this judge work life balance yeah just all but like all the balance yeah balancing judging within your life so yeah, so I wrote an article. Um, I personally, I'm a federal scientist, um, so I have a pretty demanding career. I'm also the father of two young boys, uh, married, have a wife, um, and I judge pretty regularly. It's about twice twice a month at this point, and I'm involved in projects and I'm writing the blog weekly. So there's a, there's a lot on my plate, and this article was kind of a long time coming, um, just in terms of putting everything together and, and why I do what I do and how I keep sane and keep everybody happy while I'm doing it. Um, burnout is something that people talk about frequently as, as a judge, and it, it certainly is a risk. And so thinking about how you balance your life and your magic career, either as a player or as a judge, is an important thing to, to consider and reflect upon every now and then so that you don't burn out no matter how you're going. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was the impetus for writing the article. So let's start from the beginning, and, and we're going to go uh, in a little bit different direction than its article. And so obviously the article is going to be on the show notes, so we definitely recommend going out and reading that as well. Um, but we want to start off, so when you start off becoming a judge, you were probably also a player. Yeah. Yep. I, I know yeah, me and Charlotte Sable weren't really, but I think most people were. I don't think I've actually heard that story, but I can ask that later. We, well, we both, <laughs> both of us, uh, the first time we ever went to a tournament was solely to get our DCI numbers so that we could become regional, or not regional coordinators, uh, <laughs> rules advisors. I gotcha. That's a story we both share. Um, I went to a store. I'd never been in a tournament. so. But, but you still, did you not play at all? Or was it well, just yeah, I the played a little, table? obviously, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so reasons why, okay, so when you when you start out, 
playing magic. Okay. And we're going to make the assumption that you played magic before you became a judge. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah we're going to, we're going to generalize. Um, so, I mean, the re- the reasons you might do that, you know, it's, it's fun, you know, you hang out with your friends, maybe it's something that you can teach your kids. Uh, you're looking for a hobby, you know, uh, sometimes you want to get out of the house. Yeah. You know, so you laugh about that one, but that's actually, that was a big impetus for me becoming a judge. Uh, that escape was very important as a new father. And that's actually when I got back into playing the game. I started, uh, when I was a kid in very early in high school, um, and so I had been playing for a long time and kind of off and on like everybody does. Everybody's got the story of we quit around whatever. Um, I quit around um, Fallen Empires like a lot of people did and came back in later. But when I had my my first child, I had a young son, um, that's a really stressful situation. If you're a parent, having a kid is pretty stressful. But that first child is a big change. And it turned out that uh, after talking to some friends who also had played in the past or were you know interested in playing and learning – we started going to FNM and that weekly escape or biweekly escape um, to go play and just hang out and not worry about changing a diaper or feeding a child was a really nice thing to look forward to. And that, that really played a big part in why I became a judge later, because I wanted to be able to offer people that social out if they need it. I, I think, you know, magic offers a lot of socialization opportunities and it serves a lot of people in a lot of different ways. All right. So we start off as a player, and then we might want to become a judge. So what are some reasons people might want to become a judge? Uh, I know Jess is, is the first one listed here, which is basically you can think think you can do it better. In some ways, that's true. Um, well, you had the uh, customer service call, right? The, what's that? You had the customer service hotline call, right? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I did that. I, I had a, uh, That's true. Yes. But... Um, it wasn't just that. It was also I wanted to see things done better. As a player, I would get frustrated uh, when I saw things that were uh, handled in a way that I didn't think was ideal. And uh, so, yeah, I, I wanted to see things better. And I, I had an interest in in uh, learning the rules myself as a player. And I thought the best way to do that would be to, be, to become a judge. And uh, that worked out pretty well. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah, for me, uh, I've just always had an interest in rule sets, and um, Magic has a deep one. It's way deeper than Monopoly. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. You can get it is deeper than Monopoly, and that's saying something. <laughs> it really is. Monopoly has a lot of rules. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I had a similar reason. Like I mentioned, uh, we had a store that the TO was always playing World of Warcraft or um, Diablo. And he just didn't care when the last slip was turned in. He had to finish his raid or whatever he was doing. So turnover times were an hour and a half. And it was miserable. <clears throat> but he wasn't getting paid, so it wasn't entirely his fault. Um, but then, you know, I saw that and I'm like, I, this is this is ridiculous. I can do better than this. Let's let's go run draft somewhere else. Which is what I did. So where were you running them? Just uh, It was a local coffee shop right around the corner from my house. Huh. Okay. Cool. Yep. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. It's, it was back when... Uh, Wizards wasn't quite as strict about where you could run stuff like that and still be sanctioned. Yeah, no, I remember you saying that. I just didn't remember. Uh, I just did, I must have missed where you, when you said where exactly it was. Yep. My bad. No worries. All right. So, so you think think you can run better, uh, better events, um, and and I actually this points a little bit later, but that that can go into a shift from from you having fun to wanting other enabling others 
to have fun. Like you, you realize that, Hey, as a judge, this store could get these opportunities that they don't have now. And I think I can provide those opportunities, you know? So that's a, a, a reason why someone might, might decide to, to make the jump from, from b- being a player to a judge. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, uh, and one of the things there as well, uh, when I first started judging, I think this is probably true of a lot of people, that first um, large event, which was actually a, a PTQ as an L0 floor judge under CJ as head judge, I worked that event and I was like, man, I don't understand why anybody ever wants to do this. This is awful. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that's not because of CJ being head judge, but then, you know, you work another event or two and you start realizing it's a very different kind of fun to judge. But it still is fun. So you're having fun doing something different while also enabling other people to have fun, which is great. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's 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 other reasons that are that that are I'll, I'll say less uh, uh, altruistic. Uh, I mean, you want you want the power or the authority or the respect. I mean, there there are people that that want the judge title. They're doing the work, but they want the judge title, um, or they they they. You know, wanna they think it's becoming a judge means that you is proof that you know a lot about the rules, that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. But but getting into it, one of the one of the things that that comes down to it is the time that you spend as a judge can impact uh, your time as a player. Uh, you know. Oh yeah. At uh, you are you are suddenly like maybe playing at F and M since you can still judge at a at an F and M. You can still play in the FNM, but the amount of time you spend learning rules and keeping up on on things is time that you're not maybe building a deck or reading an article on you know what what sideboard tech uh, to beat a uh, looter scooter is. You know. What is that? What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> looter scooter? Yeah. Is nope. It... No idea. Okay. No. It's the new. It's the. Uh, it's the three. Uh, the uh, the three three flyer that you crew for the new uh, yeah. set the what is it? The oh, I see what. Yeah, I have not heard it called. Taxer blocks. You haven't called the smuggler's copter. There we go. It's a motor scooter. It. Never okay. heard that. Term before, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> that's that's apparently that's that's what they were calling it at regionals this weekend. I figured that it was just like a a, a, trend, a hip new trendy thing, and you know I'm trying to be I'm trying to be cool with the kids now. <laughs> learn yeah. the learn the lingo. Yeah. <laughs> good luck with that yeah, yeah well, apparently i'm ahead of the curve on you guys yeah you bring up a good point though with the uh the judge player balance and that's that's actually something that i still struggle with and i know a lot of a lot of people do um i don't play nearly as much as i want to uh, and it's just because I, if i don't judge some of the things that i'm you know i'm not beholden to judge i don't have to do them but if i don't do them it, it causes stress in the uh, community a little bit we have to find somebody else to do it um, yeah. Stuff like that, and like specifically comparable events, yeah. like a P a PPTQ, um, a decision that an, uh, a judge might have to make is, um, I want to play in this PPTQ, but if I don't judge it, it won't happen. Yep. Right. So that is that is there is a a uh, a sacrifice or trade off that you that you occasionally have to make. Like sometimes you don't have. You don't want to play in a PPTQ, but um, I, I know that um, back last last year was it with the with the RPTQ early in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, there was there was a question as to whether or not uh, we would be able uh, someone would be able to judge the RPTQ in Jacksonville, and and it was like, well, what L three are we going to find to do it? Jess's Q is qualified for it, right? Right. <laughs> right? So it's sort of like if. Uh, if he if uh, if we can't get another L three, and I think at the time were we suspended at that point in time, uh, or I don't remember. Yeah, I yeah it was it was um, but yeah it was kind of one of these things where it's like ah oh, what's gonna happen there, uh so yeah there's definitely definitely a trade off uh that you have to do and as you and as you move up in the in the 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 judge program and as you spend more and more time judging. The ability to to play and spend time playing goes down and down, uh, provided that you keep the amount of time that you spend on magic stuff constant, you know, consistent. Yeah, and, and keeping it consistent is important for this whole concept of you know work life judge balance. If you try to add on, oh well, I play once a week or twice a week, and now I want to judge, you know, two three times a month on top of that, that starts taking a big hit and keeping everything balanced. So. Definitely something to be aware of. Okay. So I think we can go into now how how we can balance our judging life and our work life and our life life. Our life life, yeah. None, our life. Of, none of those. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing those other things. Sure. And so, I mean, so you guys know me personally, and I, I get a lot of heat occasionally for, for planning way too much. Um, but that's just the way my life works. And when you have these many things to try to balance, planning and scheduling your time is super important. Uh, I really don't think I'd be able to keep all of these um, activities going if I didn't keep a, a rigid schedule as to what it is that I'm doing. Um, you got to keep your work time, your work time. Don't spend a lot of time, uh, you know, doing non-work things at work if you want to keep a job because that Oops. doesn't work well long term. <laughs> just, I mean, you can get I mean, away with some of it. Let's just say there. we record JudgeCast at 9 p.m. on Tuesday and sometimes the episode comes out at like 3 o'clock on a Wednesday, so sure. people can I mean, put I, one and two together there. Whoa, what are you saying there, CJ? Nothing. You stay up late Tuesday night. Yeah, and then out. sit on it and wait. Right, right, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I do the same thing with the blog. I post at lunchtime on Fridays, but you know that's that's my lunch break when I post it, so it's not actually eating in any time for work. Um, theoretically, when everything works correctly. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, work as a if you have a career, and even if you don't have a career, if you take your work seriously, you, you have to take your work seriously. You can't really let your hobbies in too far and let it jeopardize your career. Uh, that's something you just have to be careful of. Mm-hmm. If you have to work weekends, you might have to cut and say, well, I was scheduled to judge this event, but I can't judge it because I have I got to deal with work right now. Um, stuff like that. Right. Sometimes sometimes work uh, means you've got to, you know, you got to stay late at work or you got to get on weekend uh, work a weekend or they send you on a trip to uh, out into the desert in the middle of California. OK, that sounds like a story. <laughs> <That's not laughs> yeah. specific. Yeah. It, it was it was a little specific. Yes. But yeah, I, that was that was very specific. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that was a little specific. It was a, it was a lot. It was a lot specific. It was a lot specific. Yeah, they've done that to me twice. Yeah, I mean, but that's also you know there's there's a point there as well. If you're traveling for work, you may and you have to balance your work time and your family time. If you're spending time away from your family for work, you may want to cut some of your judge time and not travel to that GP, you know, and stay away from your family again, if that's important. 
Right. The I get also with with work, you know, if you decide that you want to travel or something like that, you are probably taking, you know, in order to get the good flights, you might have to take some time off of work or, you know, you've, you've got the late shift at a GP on a Sunday. So you're going to be flying back in on a Monday morning. So, eh, I'll just fly in and take a, you know, and show up to work a few hours late. Um, that's, that's vacation time, presumably. And that's less vacation time you have at Christmas, New Year's, uh, Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. birthdays, uh, random parents is stopping by absolutely and yeah if you have kids you know that those vacation and sick days just slide away for all those little events <laughs> yeah. yeah now now it's it's also kind of different like if you're if you're a, a student right just you're uh, uh you're a student right uh yes okay uh, so so your is your schedule more more flexible or uh well sort of so it's it's flexible in the sense that, that when i register for classes i have to consider i have another consideration right i have have a consideration of um if i can avoid having classes at the beginning of the end of the week um which is sometimes possible sometimes not uh then that makes travel a lot easier um so the way i'm set up uh i've got some things that can be done online which helps out a lot but um you know the main thing is uh that that you, whatever the scheduling is, you have to plan for it in advance. Kind of like Zimmer was saying about planning is important. Well, it's important in the short term. But it's also important in the long term, too, to look at it and go, OK, well, if I, I I have to pay attention to that, like oh, I haven't registered for classes yet, so I don't know whether or not I have X day available. And so I can't sign up for that event until I know. And it can, you just got to really be careful about that kind of thing. Yeah, I remember in college, I had I had a few friends that would do the uh, three day college week like just cram 12 to 15 hour days in tuesday or thursday like i got four day weekends every day I'm like yeah that's really right. awful because <laughs> right. tuesday thursday is real bad and and this even this even you know when we're talking we're talking about like traveling to, to to gps and stuff but there's plenty of people that have to drive 45 minutes an hour just to get to an fnm Right. Okay. Yep. And that often requires uh, leaving work early. Uh, if you live in like the D.C. area, uh, you probably have to add an extra half hour, 45 minutes just uh, on top of that, just for right. sheer misery of traffic. Well, there's yep. really any major metro area. I know D.C. is really bad, but um, that's that's also true in Atlanta. That was true in San Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, if you if you live in uh, a place where traffic gets really bad, you have to account for it. I knew I, when I lived in San Jose, if you wanted to go anywhere and it was after 3 p.m., you might as well not. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so you you got to you got to pay attention to that stuff. Yeah, I I, I had a, a friend that was a, a judge and he got off of work at six, but he could not get to any stores before the their FNM started or the mm-hmm. drafts or whatever, just because of where he lived and where traffic was. So uh, that's a you know, that's a a a. You know, I, I guess that's less of a balance and more of a constraint. <laughs> you just you're just like I I can't do that. Yep. So uh, so that's a lot of so that's a lot of work stuff. So family, you know, presu- presumably they like you. Yeah, hmm. presumably. I mean, if they don't, then I guess it makes the balance a whole lot easier. On a good day. <laughs> well, that's that's part of that escape thing. If they don't like you, you, know, you can just be like, peace. I'm gonna go judge yep. every night. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, keeping your family happy is—it's—it's it's not work, but it's definitely something that you, if you 
enjoy your family, which I certainly hope you do if you have one, it's going to be an important thing to factor in. Uh, you're going to want to spend time with your kids. You're going to want to spend time with your significant other, um, regardless whether you have kids or not. Or it's your just cats. That, or your cats, yeah. My cat has decided not to start screaming again, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, actually, pets play a surprising. I'm, I'm going to include that in family, but like if you got a dog, mm-hmm. uh, oh, that's, that's that's tough, honestly. That's a that's a thing you got to plan for. Yeah, yeah, dogs are rough. I mean, even even when I go out of town, you know, my wife has to take care of the cats, and it's kind of annoying. Like, you know, one of milkshakes, eighteen years old. We have to give him. Flu- I have to give him fluids tonight. Like. You can't do that on your own. It's yep. not with him. So, yeah. like, yeah, uh, that's a thing. So, so I'm a I'm a single dad, um, and had a dog, and I would need to, if I was going somewhere, I'd have to find a a, a sitter for him for the few days, or hire someone down the street as like a dog walker to come in uh, during the day if I was just at a, a PPTQ or a regionals or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that's a that's a consideration that you gotta you gotta do, and so pets are pets are a thing. Yep. cats are so much cats are so much easier. They Sometimes, are. Uh, in general, they are. It's true. Yeah, this this cat that's you may have heard screaming earlier. If I'm not home, literally won't go to sleep, and he'll just wander the house screaming and scratching at doors, which doesn't bother me because I'm not home. But it pisses everybody else off, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So going back to family, I mean, there's there's a lot of um, other considerations there aside from just your time, but what you do when you are home, you know, you got to there's a little bit more um, pressure to make that time count. You can't just kind of lounge around and do I mean, you can you can make your decisions, do whatever you want. But for instance, I haven't sat and had, you know, a, a football Sunday where I just sit and drink beer and watch football in a long time because when I'm home if I'm not out doing something if there's pressure to you know go do something fun with the family let's go biking let's go you know mm-hmm. rock climbing or something like that let's not waste the time that we have um, and that's important to keep in mind <clears throat> yeah and and if you've got um, uh, you know projects or something like that I mean that's that's your that that's time outside of events so we had that episode you know a few uh, a few episodes back on you know getting involved in projects well that that time's not at events. You're spending that time elsewhere, you know, outside of events. So where's that time coming from? Yep. Probably not at work. Uh, it's coming from when you're at home. Yep. And you can balance that and work around. You know, when your kids are asleep, that's how I do it. Um, you know, when the kids fall asleep, I do some project work. But that then takes away time from you know just hanging out with my wife. And so that's something else to, to consider. Because um, you know, presumably she likes me. She hasn't told me she doesn't in a while, at least. <laughs> in a while. So. <laughs> so uh yeah so you you mentioned uh like kids and stuff like that um i mean that's that's a that's a real thing i think i think a lot of us we have well at least we have three different kid scenarios here right like cj cj and jess you guys don't have kids Mm -hmm. uh nick you've got two you're married with two and i'm i'm single with one so i mean that's a that's a you know it's a big difference or it's a, it's a big consideration. Like, like, uh, so I split time, uh, with my ex-wife, you know, 50, 50. So I, I have my daughter some days during the week and then, uh, every other weekend. And I 
don't make plans for events like I don't I don't you know unless it's unless it's like the one GP in the region per year I don't swap weekends or you know have a babysitter or anything like that I just judge around the weekends that I have uh, I have my daughter because it's it's important that I spend the time with her sure and that that seems even more complicated to, to balance there uh, there's that extra layer of scheduling yeah. to add in so so here's here's uh just an aside uh a, a real quick aside this is this is the daggers of, of being single uh, uh parent so my daughter's in a in an acting troupe uh and they scheduled uh so i accepted a gig to head judge uh the star city invitational in december and gp atlanta was coming up well i my daughter after those things get scheduled and kind of you know set in stone and I agree to head judge of the invitational. She joins an acting troupe and they pick, they go, our performances are going to be on two days. Uh, GP Atlanta and uh, SCG, the SCG invitational. Oof. And so I go, okay, well, I've already accepted the head judge for the, for the invitational. Um, so I'll skip GP Atlanta and go to this 15 minute Lion King show. Um, uh, and then, and then two weeks before GP Atlanta, they cancel it and they reschedule it for GP Orlando. Oh man. So, <laughs> I'm sure they I'm did like, that on purpose. Yeah. I was just, I'm just like, and that's in like, you know, February, March or something like that. And I'm just like, right. Oh, <laughs> so, so yeah. Daggers for me. Yeah, that hurts. <clears throat> You're probably just like reaping the consequences of like you've got some mom who's a magic player and some and like that dad is in charge of the scheduling and doesn't want her to go to GPs or something. And <laughs> and you're getting hosed by it. I, I actually so so the, the the really messed up thing is like a year ago, um the GP schedule was all of the GPs I wanted to go to were on weekends that I had my daughter. So I swapped weekends with the X, like just perma swap. And then the new schedule comes out and they're all on weekends that I have. And I'm just like, ah, I can't win. <laughs> so speaking of uh, kids, uh, a question for, I guess, both of you is do your do your kids play magic? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's uh, something I covered a fair bit in the article. Um, I've been trying to get my oldest son to, to play and he's he's competent at this point. He knows the rules more or less. And so that's a, a good way to keep um, keep the the reason that I enjoy the game itself kind of fresh. You know, seeing seeing kids learn and get excited about the art and, you know, reading the flavor text and wondering, you know, oh, what is this thing? Why does that matter? What is this character? Uh, it really it gives you a different perspective on on the hobby itself, which is really great. And it kind of brings you back to why it got started in the first place. At least it does for me. Brian, yeah, is that um, also your experience? Um, Lauren, yeah, Lauren's behind me. Like I beat you with the 2020 flying indestructible. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so, uh, she doesn't play a whole lot. We'll play like the, the pre-constructed EDH decks, uh, uh -huh. occasionally. Um, she's gone to a few pre-releases. It's not really her, her thing though. Um, she'll, no, she'll sit down. No, it's not really her cup of tea, but, uh, I'll pay her in, uh, a membership to Club Penguin uh, <laughs> to sort my cards. <laughs> so, 
So yeah. she she wants Club Penguin, then she's sitting down. So she's pretty familiar with like you know like Kaladesh cards and stuff like that, just because gotta have that Club Penguin membership. I don't even know what that is. It's <laughs> well, I mean, it's again, it's me being like on the on the the trend, you know, <laughs> what, the, what the kids of today are are doing. Yeah, it's it's a it's. A I don't think this word game. means what you think it means. It, <laughs> you'll be fine. Yeah, but so no, I, she, I she really doesn't. No oh, sorry. I, I don't mean to oversell my son's interest. He, he, your daughter may actually play more. My son hasn't even been to a pre-release yet, um, but he, he is at least feigning interest for my sake at this point. So we'll see how far that actually goes. So I, I made the mistake. We went to a two at a giant pre-release, and I told her that after the pre-release was done, uh, we'd go to Disney. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so. Yeah, I did really bad because like we're not even done with deck construction yet, and she's like, "So if we lose, can we just?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, you don't want to think that way." And like game one, she's like, "Ah, can I just quit?" And I'm like, <laughs> she's "Like if we go O two, does that mean we leave because we're not getting any packs?" And I'm like, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop it!" <laughs> that was great. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So my I mean, my way around. Uh, the whole uh, sealed deck strategy, which is, I think, a little bit more advanced, is I built a whole bunch of popper decks, and I'm trying to teach them to get the hang of a popper deck so you can get a little bit of the competitive level play and consistency with a deck without having to worry about building sealed pools and stuff like that quite yet. That was my play. So I, I guess uh, an, uh, the final really important thing to consider with, with needs of family uh, and and judging like like any hobby and and judging you know you you do get compensated uh for your for your time or hopefully uh you do um when you judge are you spending money to judge or are you making money to judge because uh if you're bringing in money uh the family tends to be a little bit more forgiving absolutely and i you know i i take that to a little bit of an extreme i don't play very much magic at all at this point, um, I have those popper decks, which obviously I made eight popper decks, cost like 150 bucks, which is great about popper. Um, but my personal judge income actually goes to pay for my children's martial arts lessons. And so they really can't complain. Like, yeah, daddy's gone this weekend, but that pays for three months of your both, you know, going to class that you really like. So they don't complain about it as much. And my wife, of course, appreciates that as well. That's yeah. a really awesome uh, way of doing that. Yeah, it works out really well, and it's it's nice because it, you know, it, it's one thing when you buy your kids toys or whatever that that's exciting for a little while, but it's great to be able to, you know, fund education and give them something that they actually can learn and help them in their life. So. Yeah, so I'd like to. I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but I'd like to touch on what I do here as far as judging money goes. And uh, when I first started judging, I just opened. Um, I don't know if everyone's banks will let them do this, but my bank does. It's USAA. Uh, I opened a separate checking account, and any money I make judging goes into that checking account. Any money I spend on magic comes out of that checking account, and uh, that's basically it. And so I always know, um, you know, if I need to spend money to go to a GP, well, if I've worked three PPTQs, I can probably, you know, afford it or whatever the cost is. Um, the reality is, of being a little facetious, that that budget floweth over because I do not actually play magic so i also use it to pay for my woodworking <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's i mean now we know the truth <laughs> yeah 
it's it's a thing like uh for the first uh the first four years five years of working gps and stuff like that back when foils were were distributed gps i kept every single one of them yeah uh every single pack uh and the only the only time i sold any of them was was when i was getting uh, a divorce and i just i needed the money but uh other than that i i held on to them all and last year i you know just bulk sold them and was able to buy a car <laughs> yeah it seems pretty good so so yeah it's it is uh uh people tend to be a lot more forgiving when you can uh uh turn turn judging into uh definite you know visible gains um, yeah and, and cj's plan is way more uh organized than mine is i wish i had something that easily set up but i mean you can always keep track of it and spreadsheet or whatever but yeah. yeah, I have. I mean, if anyone's seen me at an event, I pull out a debit card and it has an M on it, and that's my nice. that's my magic money. So I spend that, and so I don't, you know, I just don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I don't mean I don't keep track of stuff. I do keep track of it, but having a family and a wife, that my if whatever cash ends with my wallet kind of leaks out generally quickly. <laughs> yes. So. All right. All right. So so let's let's talk about just the demands within within judging, right? What do you mean by that? Well, well, like uh, you you need to uh, basically you need to create a schedule. Like if you if you judge a lot, like it might be a little bit different if you um, you just know you do F and M every Friday and the occasional GPT. But when you do those GPTs, I mean that's a change to your schedule. So you're going to need to keep track of that. And then let's say you decide that you want to go to an open. Um, you know, and then you you need to you need to make the travel plans, and you need to prepare, and you need to study, and you need to learn what uh, comp rail, and then you decide that you're going to go to L two, you know, and you need that means that you need to write some review, or write a review or two. Uh-huh. Um, so basically, the the demands within the judge program uh, tend to increase with level. Like your you can set your involvement. Uh, in in the judge program, but judge program is actually pretty hungry. It'll it'll take every little bit of time that you give it. Oh yeah, gladly. Yep, and and that's not a negative. I mean, it is a volunteer, um, you know, quote unquote volunteer process. Most of the outside stuff is absolutely volunteer, and it, it's uh, kind of cultish. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever describe it that way, but the judge program certainly does have kind of a cult feel where once you get involved, it kind of pulls you in. Yeah, you start wanting to fix more and more things, or work on more and more things that you see that you could do. Right, and and that leads to the, the last bullet point of burnout. Yep. Uh, you you start and 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 even even judging demands. I mean, we touched on this a little bit a little bit earlier, but you know, this store. Hey, are you going to work this PPTQ? Uh, well, I wasn't really planning on it. And then it's oh, but if you don't, then it won't happen. Think of the players. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, they Tios love that yeah. guilt that guilt trip. Yeah. Don't fall for that crap. <laughs> yeah, really don't. That that's how burnout happens. Mm-hmm. Is when you're driving is when you're driving, you know, every weekend two hundred miles, three hundred miles round trip, uh, to judge a PPTQ because because no one else can. Right, and you're breaking even doing it, maybe maybe costing yourself a little bit of money. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a, so, that's a quick road to burnout. Right. the the best The best way to say it is is 
you know, learn to say no. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's it's great. It's great to feel wanted and needed because, I mean, there is a little bit of a rush where it's like you swooped in and you saved this event. Um, but, you know, the next event you're going to swoop in and save and the next event you're going to swoop in and save because there's no one else. Well, you're not actually fixing the problem, which is you need another person to help out. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, the easiest, well, not the easiest, but the best long-term solution there is to find one of those players in that store, or that community that you're helping out, and make them a judge. You know, train them up, find somebody who's interested, and give yourself a little bit of a break so you don't have that obligation to do it all the time, or you don't yeah. feel obligated, at least. And then help them make L2, and then dump all the community crap on them, <laughs> and then you get to focus on the projects you want to do. Like woodworking. <laughs> like woodworking. <laughs> like woodworking. Hmm, this seems very familiar. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like we've talked a lot about, you know, what we do and what might need balancing, but I, I don't know if we've touched enough on how to actually balance things, so I, I just kind of want to wrap all that back up together. Um, sure. So for me, um, you know, one of the things I do to balance is, is I don't judge more than, well, I try not to judge more than once a month. Um, yeah, I tried that plan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think... Um, uh, learning to say no is actually a really big one because then you have control over your own schedule, you know? And so judging once a month is actually just an extension of saying no. You know what I mean? If, if you want to judge twice a month and that's how your schedule works out or four times a month, whatever, you know, that's cool. Do it. But you got to learn to say no for those times when it doesn't fit into your schedule. Mm -hmm. um, I think I already talked about how I handle the finance, the financial part of it because, I mean, obviously you don't want to go broke judging and you don't always turn a profit and hey there's another situation to say no if you know i mean i've had events where i just flat broke even right and so yeah which is okay and this because, could be okay yeah because i you know like i said my pptqs paid for that um so the only cost was being you know away from my house for a weekend um and that's okay but you know if you were doing that every time it'd probably become a, a problem so you know learn to be like hey I can't go to this GP because I can't afford it or, or I just can't afford to break even right now even, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of that is just it's keeping your priorities straight and, mm -hmm. and not getting sucked into one aspect of your life too far. Uh, and that's true for even, you know, if you get sucked into your work too far, that can have a, a big effect on your family, right? So just keeping that balance is really just about keeping in your mind what's important to you. Is your family the most important thing? Are you working to spend time with your family? Are you um, at work because that's really your love and your drive and you want to be there all the time and you're suffering through the time with your family? I mean, there's probably a problem there. Um, it's something you need to consider for your own balance. And judging is just another aspect of that that can start taking a toll on your time that you need to consider, you know, what the priority really is. If you want to, if, if judging is important, it's something that you do want to prioritize. You need to make it a priority and fit it in where it belongs, but don't allow it to become the only priority. Yeah. Uh, another option to balance out these things is uh, just drop family from your life. Yeah, that's fair. Stop I mean, talking. Yeah, that doesn't uh, that, that doesn't quite do what you, know, you wanted to do. Well, well hold on now. I will point out that the first three L3s in the southeast all got divorced right around the time they made L3. Yeah. So there there is a correlation there. The numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, so uh, um, right. in 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 that in that regard, what I I, I think that. You know, yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, ben McDole, Justin Turner, myself, we all got uh, divorces shortly before or after we uh, we made L3. And a lot of cases, I think that was 
we we invested a lot of time in judging because uh, uh, the marriages weren't going so great. So we were looking for uh, uh, an escape mechanism. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so judging can can exacerbate things. Okay, so does anyone else have any other any like tips they want to talk about along the judge work life balance thing before we move on to the the final topic? Not not really. I'm I'm uh, uh not great at it. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have as much to contribute here. Like my my life is uh is, is very absorbed in judging. I mean, let's um, even another example here is JudgeCast is every other week. I mean, we've talked about it before. JudgeCast could be weekly. Like we have the topics, right? It would be easy. Um, yeah, but it's every other week. And I, I, I mean, I know part of that was because of me, because I was just like, I know if we do it weekly, I'm just I'm not going to want to do it anymore. Like, it's, right. it's too much. It's going to take up too much of my time. So, right. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And 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 the the funny thing is, we, we start recording at nine. Mm-hmm. OK. And if, if you remember, the original reason that we recorded at nine was Tuesdays was one of my weekdays with Lauren, and she went to bed at eight thirty. So well, we started recording on Tuesdays at nine because. Yeah. Uh, so I mean that's that's a that's a great example in in you know the frequency and the time and the the, the schedule and stuff like that. Well, also yeah. Jess was in the West Coast, and we couldn't do much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. My, my work schedule was prohibitive at the yeah. time when well, we first started doing this. Well, it was uh, if it was on if we recorded on a on a Wednesday or a Thursday. Uh, we I didn't actually have Lawrence, started so on Thursday for yeah, like we two weeks, and then yeah. CJ had trivia night. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this this took so much. Then we stuck with the same day for we stuck with the same day for you. You know what though? I mean, it it loops back to this still because we didn't used to have a scheduled time for this. Right. We were just like, well, what what day we're we gonna do it this week? And it's when we got a scheduled time that like, hey, we know this is you know we can plan around that now. We know mm-hmm. Tuesdays. At nine, we're going to be recording. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely make it work for whatever it is you want to do. If you're just flying by the seat of your pants and just say, yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. That works for some people. But for a long term, it really, I mean, to me, at least it makes sense. Just I, I, don't think, down. I don't think it'll work long term. Yeah. If you're really, you know, trying to balance all this out, I just don't think it will. No, because if if uh, if you're if you're one of these people where you're just like, uh, well, whether or not it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever, then it becomes really easy to just say, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, so tomorrow. I, I'm actually that guy. And I think the, mm-hmm. the best tool I have for combating that is being involved with other people who are really good at making schedules work. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But knowing and, that is important. So that's good in and of itself. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, that's, that's totally me. All right. <laughs> so let's move on to, uh, one little discussion to final discussion here. And it's just kind of talking about the, um, the advantages that we get from being a judge that can apply to the rest of our life, um, but also the advantages we can bring in from the rest of our life to judging. It, it goes both ways, absolutely. Yeah, it sure does. So, yeah. so I, I mean, I'll jump in and go first. I'm, yeah, go I'm a lab scientist. Um, I work in a lab, so I'm either writing uh, papers, uh, manuscripts in my office, or I'm working in the lab doing experiments, and I don't have very much of a team that I work with. I'm kind of an independent researcher. Um, I do have, I'm, I work in a large facility with hundreds of other scientists, but my projects in and of themselves, I'm the only person on my team. And so magic judging has always been a social endeavor for me. It's, it's that time to get out and, and use the people skills and use the customer service skills and use the, the leadership skills for, you know, groups of judges and things like that. Um, and so magic judging gives me that outlet 
to go and have those experiences that I wouldn't normally have at work. And so that was one of the big impetus or impeti. I'm not sure what the plural impetus is. <laughs> Impetuses. <laughs> Uh, I don't know the answer to that question either. <laughs> 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 I mean, sidetrack is on grammar. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so lead, leadership skills. So, and, and that kind of ties into 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 confidence a little bit. But, but definitely, as as a judge, you get assigned presumably maybe you know uh head judge of a of a pptq you are managing uh you're managing people you're instructing them to do things you're seeing how they react you're evaluating you know what works and what doesn't and those are all skills that directly translate into uh into real life you know your job mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of just motivating coworkers to do something because a lot of times uh, they they might not be thrilled about what they're doing, but just being able to um, inspire them to to get a particular task or to deliver their best, uh, and this could be something that maybe you bring from your job to judging. You know, there's 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 a lot of bidirectionality here. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of the really successful judges are 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 judges that have a have a job that at least exposed them. To a lot of these concepts, uh, or have hobbies or something like that, that has exposed them to these concepts, so that when they come into judging, they're not starting from ground zero. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite recent stories of this was uh, so I, I said I mostly work solo in the lab, but that's not always the case. And I had a, a project this month actually that I had to deal with four other scientists and and get them all coordinated to do one project for just one day. It was like an afternoon thing. We had to get some stuff uh, labeled and packed up and, and, and set correctly. And so I got all these people together and I was like, all right, so these are the tasks that I need done. Who wants to do what? And everybody, as typical, when you ask that question, everybody just kind of goes, uh, hmm, uh, yeah, I don't know. You want to do this? <laughs> Whatever. And so I was like, all right, if this is how it's going to be, it's th- I was like, wait a second, this is just like team leading or judging. All right, you, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing that. Everybody know what they're doing? Right. Good, let's go. And that's just how it worked. And it was just funny when that happened. It was one of those cases where it was like, yeah, even, you know, PhD level scientists are still going to stand there and be like, yep. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing, uh, conf- conf- where it, confidence, like getting up there and making uh head judge announcements for in front of 30 40 100 people mm-hmm. um is surprisingly that makes being able to speak in in a meeting or in front of a group of 10 coworkers or something like that much much easier yeah mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. just just having that experience and just having get over you know having gotten over it um being able to do uh presentations like i i recently had to do uh a training for admins at at my work and i had to come up with a you know like a two-hour training session and the very first thing i did was i sat down and treated it like a seminar that i was making judging you know i was like all right these are my goals this is my audience this is the the activity that we're going to do these are the lessons i want to reinforce and i hadn't really done anything like that before but i was able to rely on the the uh uh the the experience i had doing conferences yeah, I've actually taken that the other way. I got some experience doing scientific presentations and going to national conferences like that. And so, whenever judge conferences came around, I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I can do this. Let's let's apply that same skill set to, to this and teach some people some judge stuff." 
he had a similar story as Brian's. Actually, I had to do a presentation at work, um, a training. And uh, at the end, people were like, someone was like, oh, you're pretty good at that. You, you did, you used to do training at a past job? And I was like, no, I never do trainings. And it was, it was like a week later. I was like, well, wait a second. I do JudgeCast every week. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I've done multiple seminars. Like, it didn't, it didn't occur to me that, yeah, I had actually improved in that skill because uh, of all of this yep. until yeah, much later. There are a variety of places that you can use skills from outside judging, inside judging, and also it's really awesome to see people in the program improve in ways that they didn't expect. Yeah. Um, uh, the one I, one big one I want to hit on here is the managerial skills because at, while I've been a judge, I've been promoted to a manager at my work. Um, and <laughs> people are going to contact my work after what I said earlier. <laughs> that was mostly a joke, maybe. I mean, the timestamps don't lie, but... <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been a manager and uh, I I can't even say how much, how much is just judging, just even like little team leading things, things like that have helped out so much. You get like a bunch of free management advice um, in, in in all of that, uh, just from other people. And then, um, so I use that as kind of a springboard. I even brought it up in my interviews. I was just like, hey, here's, you know, I don't have any professional management experience, but here is something I have done. Um but then I also want to mention if anyone out there is interested in getting more information on um, managerial type stuff, there's a podcast called Manager Tools, which has over 700 episodes, and I've listened to all of them. And, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, they're pretty good. Um, I think they're very helpful for anyone interested, because I think uh, if you just go listen to their basics, you can get some actual good skills that can that can at least... You know, it doesn't apply the same, right? Because you're not meeting with people in a team lead situation every day for years. But um, it, it can kind of give you a springboard for, for similar similar topics. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Awesome. I did not know about that. I'll have yeah. to check it out. Yeah, they have a basic series that I, that you can start off with so you're not committing to a million episodes. Um, is it one of the other ones? Uh, I, I'm going to mention on this briefly, but lie detection? Yeah, if you have ki- I did because when you have kids, boy, oh, yeah. you learn what a lie looks like. Oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna say I, I, I don't think I have this one as well. Yeah, I used right. that one tonight. I was like, oh, did you go to the bathroom? No. <laughs> right. So... Wait, why did they lie about that? Oh, sorry, no, it was the other way around. He said yes, but he was oh, totally lying. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, no. I was like, what? It's it's, um, it's surprising how often um, just. Like when when you when you catch a uh, catch a player like you're doing an investigation you catch a player in a lie, um, they they react kind of like I mean they they have the same behaviors and mannerisms as your your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I'm not I'm not trying to say like they're you know players are childlike or anything like that, but it's just when you, you if you get used to seeing it you you know what you know what it looks like. Yep. Um, so that's, that's something that, that helps out. All right. So I think, I think we've hit, I think we've hit this topic. If no one else has anything else they want to add. Uh, yeah, we can go on and on and on. I can talk. I do have have two really quick, like almost like two sentence points. All right. Um, following through. Okay. This is, this is one of the, the, one of the most, one of the, things that show that that results in you being a successful judge is doing what you say you're going to do okay not flaking not not showing up but when you say i'm going to take care of task x actually going and taking care of it 
and that leads to uh, that's a skill that you you learn as a judge, and and you can see results that that people will treat you different if you are a judge that you know does what you say you're going to do. And that is an invaluable skill uh, in in your professional life. Also, absolutely, yeah, that directly translates to work. If you say you're going to do something at work and you don't do it, there's a whole lot more ramifications at your work most of the time than there is in judging. Yep. <clears throat> And then, and then, uh, uh, self evaluations. I don't know if your if your jobs have anything like peer reviews or anything like oh, yeah. that. Where no, that know. was that oh, was yeah. a big one because I was like, I've written you know forty something reviews, like you know coming into this position, right? Where most people in these roles have never written a review in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's it definitely the 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 self evaluation and the evaluation of others, uh, and just being able to watch and observe in in the judge setting directly translates to your ability to to give uh, uh, honest feedback and honest evaluations uh, during during that time. Now, yeah. whether or not you actually give an honest evaluation because you kind of, you know, there's this whole you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours because it's tied to raises, you know, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> but... You mean that doesn't it, happen in the judge program? <laughs> <laughs> there's no raises associated with reviews that I'm aware of. This is that silence, maybe, maybe there is, and I just haven't heard. <laughs> <laughs> Another important thing uh, is when you're in a meeting, you want to be able to keep it on track and not have people talk about one topic for too long. So I think we're ready to go to the next, the next topic. No one's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which the next topic is thanking Nick for being on and wrapping up the show. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. So to talk some more. We, we already talked about your blog, and of course we'll have a link to it in the show notes. Um, yep. And we'll have a link to this specific article as well. But uh, is there any other stuff you want to plug? This is the part where we let people plug whatever they like. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to just plug the blog a little bit more, not the blog itself. I don't care if you particularly go read it. I mean, I would like if you did. But if you have something particular that you want to say that you see out in the judge community or you see in the program wherever you are, uh, you guys have way more of a reach than I do with this little dinky blog. Um, if any of the listeners have something they want to say, Reach out to me. Uh, let's see if we can tell the story. Uh, that's that's kind of what I want to do is collect these these observations and kind of have a repository of great stuff that we can look back on and point to and say, look at this cool thing that somebody did to inspire others to do great stuff. Yeah, it's worth mentioning. You 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 have guest posts on there as well. Yeah, I'm trying to get some more some more lined up. Actually, this week is going to be a guest post. So how how would people reach out to you? Uh, you can hit me on uh, Judge Apps. Uh, send me a message. You can okay. find me on Facebook. Um, shoot me an email. However you want to make it work. I'm around. All right. Cool. So one thing I want to <laughs> wrap up on is super long-time listeners uh, might remember Nick's name. I mean, we've mentioned him a few times, but that's because he won a contest a long time ago to win Ricky's Packs. I did. And what was it? Was the contest? Was that the candy bar contest? It was the candy bar I contest. Submitted, I entered it, too. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was such a weak entry, too. It was wasn't so it bad. like compare a pro player to a candy bar? I have something like that, or yeah, I, I remember my candy bar was a uh, halva with apples because of what? something. I don't know why. <laughs> there was yeah. a justification at the time. I got nothing now. So I just want to say I think this should count as well. Nick never got sent the packs. Well, so, so being on JudgeCast is my packs. This I think that works. should count. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> And this is that's, I, I'm, I, I'm dubious. Yeah, that's, I'm was, not sure I like that one. <laughs> it was like three packs of 
Alara something. something. Sure. It might have been those those foil Alara packs. The, it was uh, not the foil foil Alara no. packs. <laughs> it was definitely not anything with value. <clears throat> so. It was more important because it was Ricky's packs. But yeah. And then, and, then he, and then he gave them to Jose. Yeah. Or <laughs> that's what I was told anyway. Yep. And yeah. it just never got shipped. They're somewhere in California. But that was the joke was I was an L0 or an L1 when I won that contest. And like, oh, well, what is the next GP you're going to be at? And I'm like, I haven't been to a GP. When am I going to actually meet you to get these packs? And so it was kind of left there. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that deal is null and void. Hmm. We don't have to. I'm going to retain my right to pester you more about those packs. Follow up on it. (laughs) At no point do we need to deliver these packs to you. Hmm. (laughs) I like my lawyer. Yeah. All right. We we haven't had a contest in. Was last one Bear Cub? Yeah. 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 Nick Nick almost placed in that one too. That was a good one. He did with MS Paint Bear. (laughs) MS Paint Bear. (laughs) Just said deal with it. I really liked that one. Yeah. Well, it, it started out. I think he he submitted. You submitted, Nick. You submitted a. Uh, yeah, there was a real cut, submission. Yeah, there was a real submission, but it was like cut and paste. And so I yep. gave him I gave him a little bit of grief about it. And then he submitted like just something drawn in MS Paint. It was MS Paint Bear with the flavor text. Deal with it. <laughs> that was the text. That was the rules text. Deal that with was, it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be uh, amazing. Uh, amazing. That was pretty awesome. We, we should consider another contest sometime. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out. Maybe yeah, we'll, we'll do something about it. Well, let's let's figure something out though. All right. So. I will offer some imaginary packs to give away. All right. So <laughs> we wait. <laughs> you can win Nick's packs. Yeah, shards. Sure. Shards. As he get them. Shards of rise of new Phyrexia. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so if you want to contact us and enter this contest that we'll have one day, you can email us at judgecast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash judgecast or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash judgecast or find us on Tumblr at judgecast.tumblr.com. You don't even know. I don't. I legitimately don't. Uh, no, we don't go on there. Still on Zoom? Where, where we should be? If Zoom still exists, we should be there. If anyone wants us on the Google Play uh, store or however that works, let us know. I'll add us. I haven't, but yeah, I can. But read us five star. Read, read us five stars on iTunes. Yeah, do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thank you once again, Nick, for being on. I think we're we're ready. Everyone ready? We are ready. We're ready. Ready to blast off into the end. My name, CJ Trader. I keep it fair. I'm Jess Dunks. I keep it fun. I'm Brian Perlman, and I keep Nick Zittimer's packs. I'm Nick Zittimer, I keep it balanced. (laughs) My daughter's trolling me because we have a show notes. And she's like, oh, is this what you call acting? And I was like, no, this is what? (laughs) Well, she's... She's, like, she's in her she's in her little show, and yeah, she's she's trying out for Cinder the role of Cinderella in Cinderella, and then she's like giraffe number four in the Lion King. <laughs> oh, you're a lioness, a wildebeest, a wildebeest, and an ostrich. There we go. Wait, she's all three. Ooh. Yeah, at, like the, at the same time. Not at the same time. Okay. <laughs>